Welcome, Wellness Warriors. This episode, I speak to Sue about her health journey. Through homeopathy, she has successfully managed hypothyroidism, sinusitis, and an array of emotional issues, in addition to greasy heel of a pony. At the end, I clipped in Sue's experience with liver flushing and garrison therapy for reference if you are considering it for your own health journey. Be sure to visit ilovehealthandhomeopathy.com for full transcripts and remedy links. Also, follow I Love Health and Homeopathy on YouTube for easy sharing of story snippets with friends and family. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Health and Homeopathy podcast, where we share stories about seeking health using homeopathic remedies and other holistic tools. I'm your host, Angela Block. So tell us a little bit about you and how you discovered homeopathy. I was just an ordinary person doing what the doctor told me to do. And I had children and my daughter had repeated ear, nose and throat and repeated antibiotics. And I thought, oh, I didn't feel happy about it. And then she was told, I, I, the doctor told me she had to have a grommet put in her ear. I didn't know what that was. I thought it sounded awful. So she had glue ear really, really badly. And so I phoned up a homeopath out of the phone book and he told me to take either silica or, or sulfur. I can't remember which. And I said to the doctor, can I just have a couple of weeks to try something? And I went back two weeks later. She took it three times a day and he, he didn't have glue ear anymore. That was it really. That was it for me. I thought, oh, oh my God. Well, tell us some of your favorite success stories. Well, my first great success story, apart from Sophie, when she had glue ear, when she got a pony, the pony had greasy heel, which is, he had like a hairy, he was a hairy pony with feathers, lit and greasy. And we spent our whole life cutting it, putting cream on, and he, he it makes him, makes him blame this greasy heel. And I tried all the remedies and then an another time I was very lucky. I phoned up a vet uh, who was a homeopath, a veterinary homeopath, a homeopathic vet. And he said, try Hypericum. Hmm. And yeah, he, 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 he's called George McLeod. He's written a few books. I'm sure some people have heard of him. I was just very lucky that he picked up the phone at his uh, vet place down on the coast somewhere. He asked me a few questions. And do you know what? It was a miracle. After all of those remedies I tried, and from then afterwards, his feathers could get muddy, you know, what happened? He didn't get those nasty wounds and splits from the dry skin. Had you tried some other remedies yourself? Um, I, I can't remember what I tried, but I know that I had a book from Ainsworth's, the homeopathic uh, pharmacy in London, homeopathy for horses, and I had tried quite a few. It's all about choosing the right remedy. I have never been confident choosing the right remedy. Anyone tells me what to do, I'll do what they say because uh, I, I, I can never make my mind down. It is tricky. And I always love to have a professional homeopath on hand so that after the fourth try, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm obviously not getting it. And they usually get it in like one go. So it is very valuable to have that. And who would ever have thought of Hypericum? Yeah. It was because he had um, a white feather on that foot. He uh, it was brown on some feet, but the color of that foot was white. He said, has he got white feathers on that foot? And I said, yes. And he said, Hypericum. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, is that a sign of like a nerve ending? I, that's what I think of when I think of Hypericum. Ugh, that's wild. 
So, so you started experimenting and learning about it. I know that you follow Joette. Do you have other homeopaths that you like to follow for information? Well, Joette is the main one. She has got so much information. Joette is how I found Banerjee's. I wanted to try Sepia 200 a few couple of years ago. I don't know why. I love Sepia. I love Sepia 30. If I'm completely overtired, I can't sleep because I'm overtired. Sepia 30 and I wake up feeling beautiful the next morning. So I thought, well, I'd love to try. I don't know anything about potency. I'd love to try Sepia 30. Of course, Stuart's page came up all about Sepia 30. So I was fascinated by her whole website and all the information that she spoke about the Banerjee's and, and my greatest successes have been with Banerjee protocols. The first one was, of course, Sanguinaria. I mean, I had a terrible shock about five years ago with ongoing aftershocks and I got really ill, got shingles and I got pouring mucus. I didn't, I'd never heard of sinusitis before and I just wouldn't go away and I got a bit desperate. I, I found the, the clinic page in, in India, the Banerjee clinic page in India and I got a reply. I couldn't believe I got a reply. Sanguinaria 200 twice a day, Perica, because I'd had shingles. I think that's probably why they gave it to me, because you don't know. It's all guesswork, really. You can't go back and ask them. And Calscar one in once a week, which is was a new one to me. It used to be my constitutional remedy. And Aurum Metallicum, which um, watching one of Joette's podcasts the other day, apparently is also very good for sinusitis. Oh, I didn't know. But I was really fed up with having, I said, I'm so fed up with it. Maybe that's why they gave it to me because it's so mm. wonderful for feeling for low spirits. Mm-hmm. So I love Aura Metallica 200 every other day. If I don't take it, I suddenly start to get a bit down. Not suddenly, but if I start to get a bit down, as soon as I start taking it again, even if I'm really, really down, I know nothing is going to get me out of it. If I take some Aura Metallica, I could be out of it in half an hour. That's fantastic. So the sanguinaria, that mixture from the clinic, I did it religiously. After six weeks, I had no, no mucus, no mucus. And I'd had it for about three years at that stage. Wow. That's awesome. Lovely. Now you did also have uh, a bit on there about the thyroid. I think that was your introduction. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Years ago, before I realized that I could take control of my health, as Dr. McCola has always put it, years ago, doctors told me that I was pre-diabetic and borderline underactive thyroid. When I hear something like that, I go home and see what I can do about it. And so with hyperthyroid, I've always I've tried to have things like parsley. And I can't have seaweed because it I can't sleep after I have anything too strong. Um, so. I've always tried to keep it up, but you know, when it, when it overwhelms you, this underactive thyroid, it's just, it's just debilitating as everybody knows. So I don't know why I thought, oh, I'll try this strategy protocol. I bought the book, I've joined the page <laughs> and I read, somebody said that even after 20 years of taking meds, they did it and they, all of their meds came clear and they were able to come off it. Well, for me, it worked the very first two pills I took, Lycopodium 30 and Bromium 6, first thing in the morning. And actually, the first one I ever took was um, Lycopodium 200. Joette uh, recommended that, not personally, but on one of her pages. But I couldn't sleep. That was too strong for me. Even the Lycopodium 
30 and bromium 6 is a bit too strong for me. So I just don't take, I just take SOS. I just take it if I, if I, could, I get that feeling, I think, oh, my thyroid's going down a bit. Um, and I take it um, just when I need it, really. And it's amazing. I mean, I mean, how amazing, how amazing. And I, I know I have been to see a specialist and I know a lot of people that take thyroid meds. And it's very difficult to get the balance right. You can have the tests and either under a bit or over a bit. I mean, I did try that desiccated thyroid from an animal. And I mean, I, I was just climbing the walls. It's just too energizing for me. So to find that energy protocol was um, another aha moment for me. I love that you adjusted. You said, oh, the 200 was too much and you knew to dial the potency down and that would be just as effective. I thought that was really clever. And I was like, oh, that hadn't really occurred to me to play with potencies if you could what you could tell it was working, but you just knew that it was a little too much. Yeah, I, I, I am very sensitive to what's happening, you know, in my body. Right? I don't know. I'm just used to working it all out for myself because no one else is going to tell you what to do. I mean, you can't go to the doctor. He's not going to make all of these recommendations. You've got to read the books and 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 try it out and experiment. Mm-hmm. That's great. So tell us about your favorite remedy. Well, of course, I love Ignatia 200 uh, plus Aconite at the same time, which is one that Christina has put me on to because I can be over-emotional. I mean, I can go to naught to 100 in a split second. And um, I take that twice a day, morning and evening, and it's great. It's completely improved my sleep pattern, much calmer. So I love those two. If I forget to take them, I know it. And of course, taking Natma as well, I need to take. Apparently, they go well together. If you take Natma and all the nasty stuff comes up, which it does, Natma 200, then Ignatia and Aconite helps to keep you calm and happy and that sort of thing. So I love those. I love the Nariani combination remedies, calming and stress. If I wake up at night and I've got loads of stuff going through my mind and I'm worried about something, stress, it's almost like, oh, warm bath. I love it. Calming. And I do need a lot of calming. Aconite 200. When I first met my daughter-in-law, who's doctor, and she's coming around here for lunch. Oh, oh my God. I was in a real state, hiding up in my bedroom, having a hot flush. And, oh, Aconite 200. <laughs> Mom, you right down. <laughs> That's an interesting one. I've never heard of aconite as like a. I guess you, I guess the the shock is it. A, a, you yeah. know, it just okay. Yeah, and it just calms you down. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got loads really. I mean, I love them all. Sepia thirty, as I said. I, I've I've got uh, I've got hundreds of remedies. I, I bet you've got hundreds too. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, everything you say, I'm like, how do you differentiate one state from the other to know, like, when do you take that myrrh, when do you take aurum, when do you take sepia, when do you take ignatia, and then the, the nar- narnia, or what are the, tell us about those remedies. I tell you how I know, because when I take a remedy, I feel it changing me instantly. So I know what it's doing. So if I take Ignatia, I can feel it working almost immediately. I can feel them working inside me, so I think this is good. When I feel like this again, I will take that. And Aurum Botanicum 200, um, at times when I haven't been doing anything in particular, and I'm not really into a routine, I got really, really depressed, which I'm very good at getting, really getting myself there, all of my own grumpy and 
going to go and eat worms and I'm going to bed and I'm really, I'm very naughty, allowing myself to get like that. Nothing is going to get me out of this. It's a beautiful sunny day outside and I'm going to stay here in bed because I'm so depressed. Nothing is going to help me. Oh, I'll just take a pill of water. Of course, it's not going to work, Charlie, but I'll take it anyway. And within half an hour, you find yourself doing things. It is amazing. It really is. It really is. That's why I go on about it so much. If anybody says anything, I think aura metallic. It works for me. And of course, the other favorite is Oscillococcinum or Anisbarb 200. Mm-hmm. That's helping me quite a lot with this, what I think may be a Delta thing going on. It's helping with a lot of the symptoms. I start off with about three or four times a day, then three times a day, then two times a day. And I think Christina's got it on her website as a once a week or something to stop yourself from getting ill. But Duet says it doesn't work for her, but it works for a lot of people. I know everything that Duet says. <laughs> of course, I've done all my liver flushing and juicing, and that is highly efficient at detoxing. And I did it just because it felt like a good thing to do. I started 10 years ago. And I used to go to see this doctor in Germany because he had an amazing machine, which um, is very good for your immune system. He can see what's going on in your body. And he said, Sue, you've got such a clean liver. Your liver is (laughs) half your age. I was so delighted. (laughs) I said, well, you know what I do? I do this liver flushing and he's got all his patients on it now. That's great. Yeah. Tell us more about that. I see you post it all the time. I'm like, wow, I got to get on, on board with that train. So tell us about it. I just read a book by Andreas Moritz called The Amazing Liver and Gallbladder Flush. And I read it and I just knew, I knew, I knew I had to do it. I, right, let's, you know, I've got to do this. as yes, I did. And it's a bit radical. You have a light diet for a week. And then on the day of the liver flush, you have some couple of heavy doses of Epsom salt. So you sit on the toilet for a long time until you've only got water coming up. So your colon's completely cleared out. And then around about 10 o'clock, you take a big dose of olive oil and grapefruit. And that really pushes the bile. It pushes the bile so much that it pushes out hundreds of stones out of your out of your liver and gallbladder. And I did my first one and I looked down the toilet and there were all these little peaks there and uh, there was anything like it before. I felt amazing because I had chronic fatigue, 25, for about 25 to 30 years after the tetanus uh, vaccinations, I never, ever got better. And I had a lot of other health problems as well. And for the first time for 25 to 30 years after that first liver flush, I felt completely normal. I, I felt I woke up the next day, I was refreshed and that did not happen for 25 years. And I thought, oh my God, but then after a few days, the backed up stones um, start trickling down into your main bile ducts, blocking the bile, which is really what we all need to do is to unblock it all so that the bile is flowing. It's so important. It has a knock-on effect on all our organs and systems in the body. Uh, And so then you have to do another one. You you have to do a series of liver flushes. And And then about twice a year after that, but because I've not got a gallbladder, if I have something naughty, like fish and chips from the shop, I get really bad spasms. I have to do a liver flush. And I, it's the most amazing health tool, I just think. It, it completely turned my health around. For 25 years, I had chronic fatigue, stroke, ME. And 
I just felt dreadful the whole time the children were growing up. And I thought maybe when once they finished school, I'll feel okay. And I thought maybe when they finish college, I'll feel okay. And I never ever did. So when I read this book, I thought this is what I've got to do. And it's completely transformed my health. I also got interested in Gerson therapy, Charlotte Gerson. And I didn't do the whole Gerson therapy thing, but I started juicing every morning. Um, and I still do every morning a pint of uh, fresh juice. It's such a powerful detoxifier that if you do it for the first time, you feel quite ill after half an hour after you've had your, your glass of juice because all the toxins start going through your liver and it makes you feel quite bad. So I'm ex I, I have all of these strange health habits, liver flushing, juicing. No, and I've even tried urine therapy and now I'm trying this autopathy and anything else that comes along. I am really all... My whole life is about trying to feel okay, getting my health back. I keep thinking I need to name this podcast the Human Guinea Pig because it feels like everyone I've been interviewing, same thing. We're just trying to find help. Great. Well, keep us posted. That would be amazing. Sue, thank you so much for your time. Lovely. I've really enjoyed chatting and I'm looking forward to hearing everybody else's experiences. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Health and Homeopathy. For more information about homeopathy or just to keep in touch, check us out at ilovehealthandhomeopathy.com. You can also find the Banerjee Protocol user Facebook group or check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Till next time, may God bless you and bring you peace.